testing one, two. Praise God on this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you once again for being with us here at the open altar. Hallelujah. We just praise and thank God for you on today. Thank you for allowing us once again to come into your homes. Once again, we do want to say happy Mother's Day to everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to those ladies who are in the building. Thank you for those who are joining us via live stream. Happy Mother's Day, Happy Mother's Day. We do have just a couple of announcements that we want to um, uh, cover with you. Um, first of all, we want to say thank you for just God being who he is. And God is so wonderful. And I know that as we celebrate Mother's Day on today that... Um, you are going to be enrichly blessed, but we would ask that you would continue to support us here at Open Altar Worship Center. Support us financially. You can uh, sow your seeds via texting OAWCVA to 77977 and follow the prompts through that. Or you can also go to our website at www.oawcva.com. Dot com and um, definitely go to the donate tab and donate through that in the name of Jesus. We just praise you and we thank you. Um, thank you for allowing us to come with you to you on today. Um, as always, share and like our video, share, go to our YouTube page and subscribe to our YouTube page and like our, our Facebook page. Um, it is out there. Share the video and let God know. And that could be that's your way of evangelizing. That's your way of getting the word out. Um, then on this month, we each and every month we have a food pantry. On, and on this month, it will be the fourth Saturday, which is, I believe, the um, give me one second. It is. The 22nd, if you can flash that slide up there for me, please. May not be able to see it, those who you who are uh, watching us live stream, but you can definitely see it for those who, have, uh, who are watching us in the building. Praise God. The food pantry, the food pantry. Um, we will be giving out free food. We gave out... 1,100 pounds of food on last month, the fourth Sunday of the month. We were able to give out um, 
1,100 pounds of food. We bless families all around in the, in the community and everywhere. It was such a blessing. Um, and this month, we will be doing it on the 22nd from 10.30 to 12.30. Um, we are, I mean, it's just a blessing. And I, I do want you to know God has just really been blessing us here at uh, Open Altar. We, someone blessed us with a, 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 we had a freezer, but we were blessed with a bigger freezer to be able to hold some of the items that uh, we need to be able to store before we pass out the, the, the meals. What we do is we box them up and we just hand them out. We give them out to the community, anybody that wants to come. You don't have to be homeless. You don't have to be whatever. If there's plenty of people that are dealing with food insecurities or maybe you just need a little bit to last and to stretch to the end of the month, we're here for you. And that's what we want to do. We want to be of service to the community and to the surrounding areas. So if you want to volunteer, Come out and volunteer from 10.30 to 12.30 on the 22nd. If you want to send a donation, $25 or whatever, send it to um, text OAWCVA to 77977, or you can give via Cash App. It's open altar. Um, many people are doing Cash App. Whatever means you would like to give it to us, we'll, we'll take it, and it will go strictly towards our outreach ministry here at Open Altar Worship Center. And so we say thank you. Thank you in advance for your giving. Thank you for your tangible gifts to help to further um, the mission and the goals that we have here at Open Altar Worship Center. So we praise you on today and I want to jump right into the word. We have a, a wonderful word of God, a, 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 a powerful word, and I just believe that God is going to um, speak to us on today through this word. So let's just bow our heads. Father, we just praise you and we thank you, God, for today. We thank you, Father, for your many gifts and for your wonderful blessings. We thank you, Father, for allowing us to come together once again. And I ask God that um, you would be with us and meet us where we are. God, let your word, your word is not going to return unto you void, but I am the vessel that is delivering your word on today, God. So I pray that you would speak through these lips of clay. Give me articulation of speech and clarity of thought, oh God. That as I speak what you have given unto me through your word. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. On last week, I do want to say thank you for everyone that helped me to celebrate my birthday. My husband took me off for the weekend, and I had such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. It was the little kid was out of me again. We went go-kart racing, and I mean, we just did some of everything. And then Sunday, I love outside. I love the nature. I just love the fresh air. And we were able to go and see the the wild horses. And it was just so beautiful to see the the, the greatness of God's uh, 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 creation. Uh, and then we hit a couple of restaurants that I love. I love seafood. And so I think I'm seafood out right now. <sighs> So I, I just appreciate, I appreciate everybody that was here in place and 
help to service to go forward. I thank God for good people that know how to uh, keep things running. See, a good leader knows how to put people in place, know how to entrust things to individuals. And that's what we do here at Open Altar Worship Center. We're about entrusting and pushing people forward. Um, I praise God. But on the last couple of Sundays, we've been dealing with extreme makeover. We've been dealing with um, making over. And we talked about in the very beginning of how we cannot go back to the th way that things were before COVID. Um, some things have changed. If we look at last year and we look at this year, things are just not the same. They're, they're not the same. Um, I'm not the same weight that I was last year. Trust me. Um, I've stopped working out some of the things that I used to do, you know, during COVID, you can get outside. So that was the most that people would do. They would get out and walk. So I was walking every day and I was being mobile and every morning getting up, but that my routine fell off because it's like, as the restrictions got lifted, I was able to do more things, come out of the house. So those things that I used to do, I didn't do. So things have changed. Even, um, I said on last week of how my birthday was something special because I remember last year I had some friends that celebrated my birthday virtually with me. They celebrated it. So I was unable to really get out and, and have a good celebration. So this year, my birthday really meant something different for me. Praise God. And so that's why I kind of celebrated it so hard. Today, Mother's Day means so much more to me because last year we were in the midst of a pandemic. So think about it. We cannot go back to what we did in 2020. We can't even go back to what we did in 2019. Amen. Things are different. Things have changed. And so we must understand that in order that, that to go back to something, old, it cannot happen. We must go on to the new. We must understand that we must move forward. And so in this extreme makeover series, we are focusing on God. What is it How is it that you want to uh, uh, move us forward? What is it that we need to do to move forward? And so today, the the title of my message in this extreme makeover series is called you gotta have vision in order to move forward. You gotta have vision, gotta have vision. You cannot move forward without vision uh, on the week before pastor Robert talked about how you cannot tell everybody everything. Some things that you just have to keep to yourself. You have to be quiet about some things. When God gives you something, you have to be still. You have to be quiet. You got to go out and you have to survey some things. And Pastor Robert so uh, eloquently laid that out that we must uh, make sure that we are, are, are not uh, telling things before it's time. And then on last week, Elder Kevin talked about a season of waiting a season of waiting. There are things that we just can't have right away. We have to allow God to work on us and, and get our mind right. There, we may have something, but we just can't jump out there and, and, and begin to do it. Think about um, if you have a car, uh, you may have a car. And I know when I, I uh, when I was growing up, I was fortunate that um, uh, I was given a car, didn't have license the first, and, and I remember that my brother used to come home and he used to come home and then he would, um, 
he would go out. He would come home, get dressed to go out. And so I said, look, can I can I have the keys to your car? And so we you know, we had a lot of land. And so he would give me the keys to his car and he had a stick shift. And I taught myself how to drive the stick shift, just barely being able to drive, herking and jerking. Didn't have license the first. But I tell you what, I had vision. I had vision that I was going to be able to drive one day. I had vision that I was going to get my license. I had vision that I was going to have a car one day. But I didn't have no authorization to be driving. But I could drive around in the yard, but I could not go out on that road. But I had a vision that one day I'm going to have a car. And then my mom gave me a car. Didn't have license, but she said, this is yours. And so I had to work towards doing what I needed to do to, to, to obtain what it was there for me. And so when I think about um, the, this time of vision and what we're talking about, I want to take us back to our key scripture where it says that um, Nehemiah. Let me pull up Nehemiah for us. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. In Nehemiah 2 and 12, Nehemiah 2, 12, and if I can get that up on the slides over here, please. Nehemiah 2, 12. Dealing with some technical difficulties. How many of you technology is great. Nehemiah 2.12 says that I slipped out during the night, taking only a few others with me. Pastor Robert already talked about that. When God gives you something, you everybody cannot go along with you. There are some people that just need to stay behind because they're going to be dead weight. You don't need everybody. You don't need an entourage. Somebody to carry your bag, somebody to carry your pen, somebody to carry your... No, sometimes you just need to leave the others behind. Why? Because some people will not understand what God has given you. And then it says, I had told, I had not told anyone. And this is where I want to, to, to go to. It says about the plans that God had put in my heart. That God had put in my heart for who? For Jerusalem, that God had put in my heart for Jerusalem. I told no one. Now, Proverbs 29 and 18 says, without vision, the people perish. Without vision, the people perish. And Habakkuk, um, Habakkuk 2 and 12, I think it is, 2, uh, 2, 2 and 3. Habakkuk tells us to write the vision. To write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. And verse three says that um, it says that uh, that he may run who reads it for what? For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it will speak and it will not lie, though it tarries. Wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Now, Nehemiah, Nehemiah, um, if you remember in the beginning of chapter one, Nehemiah actually 
When he heard about the news of the walls, when he heard about how the people were being exposed and being terrorized, he went to God in prayer. He took some time, I think it said three months, he actually took the time and went out in prayer and sought God. He didn't, he didn't do anything about it. He ended up getting before the Lord and saying, God, what is it that you want me to do? And so during that time, God stirred Nehemiah up. He placed a burden in Nehemiah. And I know this is Mother's Day, and I could be talking about a mother, but a mother has vision, and I'm going to get there. A mother has vision beyond what we can even imagine. But with Nehemiah, when he lay before God, God gave him a vision, he, and it was stirred by faith. Nehemiah didn't see anything that was going on, but he said that, wait a minute, God, I'm, I, 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 I see what's happening. I, I don't like what's happening. God, what do you want me to do about it? And he stirred Nehemiah up. God stirred Nehemiah up, and, he, and, and Nehemiah made himself available to be an instrument to be used by God to be used by God now listen to this Nehemiah 2 and 17 says but now I said to them now this is Nehemiah he hadn't seen anything great as of yet but in verse 17 he says you know very well what trouble we're in some of us don't even recognize when we're in trouble and Nehemiah said, Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire. But because of what God had laid in Nehemiah's heart, the burden, he said, let us rebuild. He wasn't a lone ranger. This is one thing that I do want to talk about. When you have vision, yes, God will place individuals in your life. But he says, let us rebuild which means that we need some people to help us. We need, we cannot say, well, I'm going to do this all by myself. He says the wall of Jerusalem and end this disgrace. Wait a minute. I want to end this, this calamity that's in my life. I want to end this frustration that I see that's all around me. I don't like the way my life is right now. And I need to bring an end to it. I don't like the way my finances are looking. So God, give me a vision on how to get out of this mess that I got myself into. I don't like it. God, let's look at verse 20. It says that I replied, the God of heaven, not myself, but the God of heaven will help us what? Help us succeed. He'll help us succeed. And then it says we, once again, not just being a lone ranger, not being an island to themselves, but it says his servants will start rebuilding this wall. We're going to do this together. So the next the next uh, place where God wants us to go, we need other people to help us. I want to I want to kind of give you an illustration. How many of y'all take have taken a flight somewhere before? I love flying. I want to fly now, but Pastor Robert said he said he's not ready to fly, and he tricked me last Friday. Before we went out of town, he went to he took me to the airport and I was like, uh, we can ready to take a flight. 
And I got all happy on the inside. But then I started thinking, wait a minute, I didn't pack to fly. You know, I, I got I got things in there that's not going to pass through the TSA checkpoint. Then I started thinking about the things that's in my luggage. And he was like, make sure you got a coat and everything. So I'm thinking, OK. On the, and then my mind, all of the excitement about flying went away because I realized I was not prepared. I was not packed properly to get on a plane. And then my mind started saying, oh, Joker, you have, you have really outdone yourself now. And he, we pulled in the parking garage, and rolled through the parking garage and rolled back out. <laughs> I was excited for the moment. But then I was relieved because I realized that I wasn't prepared. And there are some things that we are just not prepared for, but I had a vision of going somewhere that was implanted by Pastor Robert. He's such a jokester. I love him for it. But anyway, we've flown before. And so think about it. Let me tell you, we look at the big airplanes and everything now, but the Wright brothers, anybody ever been down to Kitty Hawk and been down to see the Wright brothers and stuff? Y'all see, you, you, you've seen the older planes, but there is a picture, and I, I just thought this was so amazing. One day, the brothers, the Wright brothers were sitting at home, and the Wright brothers, um, their father brought them a little play toy, uh, play uh, uh, helicopter, if you can put that up on the screen so that they can see it, brought them a little, uh, it, it don't, when I say helicopter, it's nothing like what we would think about today. It, it, it's just something that was very simple. And so he gave it to their son. He gave it to the sons and the sons wound it up and it went just a little distance across the floor. And from that, they got the idea. From that, from that, when they were kids, they got the idea that, wait a minute, if that can fly, I want to make something that can fly. If something small is this can fly, then I can make something. And so as years went on, they began to um, they began to develop the airplane. And we all know the story. And so what it has evolved into, it has evolved into what we're able to ride in now. But that one little toy gave them a vision for something greater. That one little thing that you're, that's in your heart, that one little, little piece of what you're feeling right now is, is something, is a, is, is a vision, is something greater that if you would just allow yourself to, to, uh, uh, explore and lay it before God, you will understand that, wait a minute, this is not just for me. The Wright brothers developed something that was just not for them. Now, when we, Talk about vision. And when it says that God, what God had put in his heart, Nehemiah said what God had put in his heart. Understand that the word put here means to turn the heart to something or to an appointed assignment. So what God did was he placed, he turned Nehemiah's heart towards something. And he Made, he, he, he said, I'm appointing you to do this. This is your assignment. There are things that God has placed within us in our heart. 
And it's saying, look, he has literally turned our heart. Y'all ever been there? It's like, look, you can't sleep, you can't eat, you can't drink because that thing is so deep inside of you. It's such a burden in your heart. It may be able to help someone. Pastor Robert, I don't care what homeless person we see. He always um, uh, makes sure that he has some cash on him. He will pull up and stop and give them some. He has a burden to help. He has a burden. Now, me, on the other words, y'all don't judge me. I don't have that kind of burden because, number one, I'm thinking of my own safety sometimes. I'm just being honest. So I don't have that kind of burden, and my thoughts are a little different. But the word heart also means intellect. It means intellect in our mind, in our psyche. It, it literally becomes a intertwine with the way that we think and our intellect means it's the ability to understand and to think in an intelligent way you ever uh I'm not good at math I'm just I'm just gonna say I I got my uh, you know I'm just not good I can't even do fifth grade math don't judge me some of the stuff I know y'all looking at me like no this new way of math they don't add and subtract the way we used to add and subtract they don't divide the way and then the, then, the, then the blocks with 10. I don't understand it. I don't have to understand it, but I do know a connectivity to somebody who do. So it's like, okay, I don't understand it, so you help me. When I was in college, I had a tutor with math, and she helped me very well. I got, a, I, I, I got out of college with an A in math. That's not my assignment. That's not my gifting. And so therefore, it's like it just does not make sense. I cannot think of it in an intelligent way. But somebody else can look at it and it's like, boom, it clicks just like that. Why? Because even before they even figure it out, oh, yeah, that's the answer. They have a vision for it. It's, they can understand it and it has clicked in their mind. Now, when we talk about vision, you got to have vision. It's a specific goal or outcome that God wants us to pursue for the future. It's not now. Remember what I said that the vision is for an appointed time and that we must wait for it, though it tarries. Wait It's for an appointed time. We don't see it in the future. And it is by faith that we actually um, walk out this vision. It's by faith that we're able to um, move forward to the vision. And not only that, vision, uh, when we're talking about vision, it's just the ability to imagine. You, I can imagine myself doing this. I can imagine myself doing that. I can imagine. You, you ever been there? I love the water. And so sometimes I would just go and sit by the water and look at the water and just imagine myself on a big old yacht rolling down the intercoastal waterway. Or if I go to the beach and I see, um, see the ships going by, I just imagine myself. Now, I can't drive a boat. Worth, I ain't never drove a boat. But I can just imagine myself sometimes just driving a boat. The ability to imagine. I can only imagine. It hasn't yet come, but you can imagine it. You can't see it with your eyes, but you have the ability to be able to see that thing before it's even. And see, that's why I said everybody cannot, you, you cannot connect yourself with everyone because everyone is not going to be able 
to see what you see. Right? I can't wear Pastor Robert's glasses because I can't see out of them. Why? Because they're not prescribed for me. The vision that God has for you is not prescribed for everybody. And so we must make sure that when we're laying before God, if you don't like what's going on in your life, lay before God and say, God, I need a vision for where you want me to go. I need a vision for my life right now. Y'all ever been there? God, it seems like just stuff is not the way that I thought it would be. And even in the midst of what is going on now, how do we rebuild? How do I move forward? I was praying to God this week about that. Lord, you know, help me. Help me to understand. Because I'm going to be honest. There were some things that I'm like, God, do I just need to stop doing it? Do I just need to forget it? And do you know that the Lord dropped a word in my heart that encouraged me? He said, unless the Lord builds a house, they that labor, labor in vain. And I said, okay, that was God speaking to me saying, look, keep moving forward. That was him encouraging me to say, don't give up. Though it may look bleak right now, unless I build it, the labors labor in vain. So I'm going to build it. I promise you I'm going to build it. I said, okay, God, thank you. So when God wants us to do something in the future, he puts a vision. He causes us to become pregnant. As mothers, we can understand becoming pregnant with something. You know what I'm saying? It's a seed that is planted within us and it begins to grow. It begins to become to where you can feel that thing so deep down on the inside. And it's sometimes it's painful, but yet you know that there is life and that there is something that's great that's coming out of the field that's moving inside of you. So my sister, I I, I really do want to bring her up right now. And I, I got some photos. I got some pictures that I want to show you. We have a, a, a house, um, but not we. It's not mine. My sister moved from Florida to North Carolina. And she had a vision for our grandmother's old house. And I'm going to be honest. I was like, I'm not, I would not. I don't care if they sold it to me for $2. I don't want it. But my sister moved from Florida, sold her house in Florida, and moved to North Carolina. And this house, I was probably, my grandmother and granddaddy uh, uh, passed away in it. So I was probably in school or younger when when they passed. But I want to show you some pictures. My sister had vision, had vision of the house. And these pictures that you're seeing right now is the before the renovations took place. And if I can get that up on the screen here in the building. Now, this is what the house looked like on the inside. This is the kitchen. That right there. There you go. I couldn't see myself being in there. That's the kitchen. Old wiring, old floors. For me, I'm like, no, this house need to be torn down. But she had a vision. She wasn't looking at the present. 
But she was looking at the possibility of what could be. And now let me show you the pictures of then and now. And, and, and I must say that this took place. Um, she started in 2015. I believe that's what it was. That's that's an, that's another room that you're seeing right there. Um, you see the hole in the floor? Hole. I mean, I'm like, what in the world? House needed to be jacked up. And I'm, I'm talking about literally raised up. The foundation needed to be raised up. Now, let's look at the pictures now. This started in 2015. So the vision that she has now, you see that? She had vision. God placed it in her heart. She didn't look at what was there, but she looked at what the possibility it could be. And I need for my, my live stream viewers to be able to see what we're seeing. She, they, she was able to look at, look beyond the mess, look beyond the clutter, look beyond everything and see the possibility of what could be. This is the same room. You see, you notice the same room. She had vision. She had vision. Go to the next, go to the next one. I need for the uh, live stream. This is the kitchen. That's the kitchen. Y'all, it was, y'all saw how it was. This is the kitchen remodeled today. I need for my live stream viewers to see the, 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 the upgrades. That's the upgrade. God wants to give us an upgrade. God wants us to do more than what we're doing. She had a vision. What I saw was rubble. She saw as something different. You can bring us back on live. She saw something different. Now, one thing about vision, vision is accompanied by structural changes. You notice that there had to be some structure changes in the house. Y'all follow me? She had a vision, but she could not put forth the vision the way that it was. She had to go in and, 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 and shore up some things up under that floor. There are some things in our life that God says that, look, there's got to be some structural changes in order for the vision to come to pass. I've got to get your attitude right. I've got to get your mind right. I've got to get your thinking right. I've got to get your behavior right. I've got to get your movement right. There has to be some structural changes. Our behavior cannot stay the same if we're intended, if we're going to walk out the vision that God has for us. My sister's behavior could not be the same. Now, she left a house in Florida that she built from the ground up electricity was great didn't have to go in there and do anything she didn't have to worry about overloading a circuit because there was new circuit breaker but now that when she became when she came to the place that she's at now in this older house God had given her a vision and she had to have a behavior change wait a minute I can't turn the curling iron the iron and the and, and the uh, uh, a stove on and the microwave on I can't put them all on at one time why because it's going to be an overload so my thinking has to change. 
And our thinking has to change in the direction that God wants us to go now. Our thinking must change. Must change. Our behavior must change. In other words, we have to stop going from I wish I could do it or I, and get up and do something about it. Stop sitting there. I, nothing is going to just come to you. Nothing is going to come to me. I can sit there and write a wish list all day long, but that's all it is, is a wish. I hope I can. Well, what are you doing about it? I think about Miss Esther. And Miss Esther, I, I was thinking about you when, when I was talking about this. You know, you, you, you are a, 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 you're a culinary person. God's planning a business inside of you. But it ain't going to happen until you make some steps to make it happen. And it's like God puts things down inside of us. And he wants us to go forth. But understand that division cannot violate God's word. It cannot violate God's word and, and he will it will not cause us to act contrary to the word of God. It's not going it, it, it cannot violate God's word and it's not going to cause us to act contrary to the word of God. And think about this. You remember when when Nehemiah said, let us go and do this and we will succeed the reason why I read that scripture was because when God gives us a vision, it's going to promote God and myself. It's not going to uh, 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 promote people. In other words, when when you begin to walk out that vision and the vision that God gives you is not so you can sit back and say, look at how great I am. Look, I've made it. But it is going to promote God. And not people. It's not going to cause people to rise up. And I got two points and I'll, I'll deal with the rest of it on next week. When God gives us a vision. We can see the potential when no one else can see the potential. Just like my sister, she saw the potential and I'm going to I'm going to be using her house. I asked her, could I use her her house? Because they're, they're, oh my God, this is just the beginning. And when you go there, ask Pastor, it's so peaceful. It's so, oh my gosh, it is just beautiful. That's one of the hangout places. But she saw the potential. And so you got to have vision. And I've already talked about this first point. It says the vision will be implanted or is birthed inside of you. It's deep down on the inside. It gnaws away at you. When you're sleeping, you're thinking about it. When you're eating, you're thinking about it. When you're seeing it, you're thinking about it. I think about when we, when we moved here um, to our current location, 4992 Euclid Road. This building was totally just uh, uh, bare, cement floors. But we had a vision. And uh, Pastor Robert will tell you there was times I would be up here till one o'clock in the morning doing things. Why? Because it was birthed inside of me. It was so deep. I couldn't sleep. 
I always was just looking and seeing and it's like, oh, oh, I have conversations now with people. And when I have conversations, it's like, man, just stuff start just going forward, even for other people. We had a meeting this week with a, 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 a guy and I, the meeting went from me to him. And I started I started saying, oh, you know, you can do this and you can do that. And I started having vision for him. And he was like, you know what? I never thought about that. You know what? I never thought it's in the conversation. There's people we need people around us to kind of just talk sometimes. And so this is my last point. And I'm going to go ahead on and close. And I'll get to the rest of them. The vision will become the focal point of your life. I know what my sister. 2015, she started the work. And she's still working. Every time I go in there, I'm like, man, I want this. And what's so funny is I got rid of some stuff. And because it was like, I don't have no purpose for it. I'm talking about, you know, home decor stuff. You know what? I gave it to her. And I have the audacity to go in her house now. And I'm looking, I'm like, that's mine. But the way she made it look was totally different than when I had it. It looks like, oh my God, I want it back. I I mean, give it back. But I didn't have the vision that she had for it. She had a vision and she put her little added touches to it. And it's like, oh my gracious. I'm telling you, Because why? When you have a vision for something, other people cannot see what you see. And the vision will become the focal point of your life. It is important that you it gets your full attention. You ever had something that takes your full attention? It takes your full attention. So I say today that That gnawing that's on the inside of you, don't let it die. There's plenty of people in the graveyard right now that had the gnawing, had an idea, but the idea never came to pass. They slept on it, and now that idea is gone. You ever heard of copyright? Patent? You can do a poor man's patent. Have an invention or whatever. And you write it down and you mail it to yourself. That's a poor man's patent. You know, that's that's really what it is. Don't open it. You seal it. And so I say, there's some things that God has placed on your heart. There's some things that have been gnawing at you. You write them down like Habakkuk said, write the vision. Write those ideas, write those things that's in your heart down on a piece of paper, in a journal, write them down. Well, God, I don't, I don't have the finances to start that business. I don't have the education that I need to do X, Y, and Z. Write it down. The first step is write the I. Dear down. Do you 
think that the Wright brothers just jumped out there and started flying? No. They started drawing and writing. And then from the drawings and the writings came things that were structural that you could see. Write it down. Write what God is placing in your heart. I encourage you. Keep a notebook or something beside your bed so when you wake up in the middle of the night, I do it. Two, three o'clock in the morning, I'll get an idea. I know today is smartphones. And that's good. However you decide to do it, even if you just decide to record yourself. But write, write what God is placing down inside of you. It's not the bad dinner that you ate the night before. But let God. And then there are times that you really need to steal yourself like Nehemiah did. Nehemiah stilled himself. He, he took the time to shut out all the distractions and saying, God, what are you saying? And as he speaks to you, or whatever thought you get, write it out. God knows how to weed out the, the, the junk and keep the good. May sound foolish, but that's okay. That's faith. So I encourage you on today that in extreme makeover, you gotta have vision. We cannot move forward without vision. You cannot continue to go through life without a plan, without vision. Vision. Letting life do you instead of you taking control and saying, God, how are we going to do this together? Can't do it. But let's just bow our heads. Father, today on this Mother's Day, we ask God, ha, glory, that you saturate us with your thoughts, that you saturate us with your plans. We open ourselves up to you, Father, to say, put that down in our heart, God. God, help us to steal ourselves so we can hear you speaking, so we can, we can sense you. Those things and desires that's in our heart, they're not wishes, but let us put them down on paper and lay them before you and saying, God, what do you want to do with this? I challenge you on today. I challenge you to open up your heart to God and say, God, come on in. I make a decision to choose you on today. If you need to receive, if you need to turn your life over to God, I challenge you to make a decision to say, God, I'm going to live for you and I surrender my life to you. I want to live for you, God. I'm tired of my life the way that it is. I'm tired, God, of being beat up by the enemy. I'm tired, God, of trying to do this by myself. So I invite you into my life. I invite you into my heart, God, so that you can begin to direct my life. God, I almost died on last year. But you allowed me to live and so I recognize God and I surrender my life to you. I put my life in your hands so that your favor will be upon me. So that you can move through me. And what I have, God, I don't want to die and go to hell. And I don't want to die and go in the grave, God, and take all of this goodness that you've given unto me and not share it. 
So God, I say thank you. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. As I was praying, I was thinking about a, 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 a lady in the Old Testament. I mean, the New Testament called Lydia. Lydia was a wealthy woman. Lydia was the one that sold cloth. Lydia had it going on. She had people serving her. She was a businesswoman of the day. But she didn't really serve God with her whole heart. And it wasn't until Paul and them came along and, and witnessed to her that she began, she, she gave her life totally to Christ. She surrendered herself and said, God, I really want to live for you. I'm a businesswoman. I'm prosperous, but I understand, God, that without you is nothing. So I encourage you on today that put what you have in God's hand. Surrender it totally to him. Surrender yourself, your plans to him. And he's going to use you to be a blessing to others. Praise God for you. And until next week, we ask that you would just be blessed on today. It's a beautiful day here, at least in Virginia. Just want you to have a good time on today. Enjoy and celebrate your loved ones. But most of all, put God first on today. Put him first. And until we see you on next week. Praise God and thank you for joining us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are going to get our seeds together. I just really, really want to thank you for all that you do here at Open Altar Worship Center. I really do. Pastor Robin and I love each and every one of you guys so much. I got my little men here today, as you can see. They've been wanting to come to church ever since. And so God is just amazing. We thank y'all for your sowing. And I just um, really want to encourage you to, to dig deep. Dig deep. Never count what you give as being small because everything helps. I, and I, I do. I challenge each and every one that's under the sound of my voice. I challenge you, I really do, to just give a 20. If, if, if you're saying, Pastor Winnie, I can't pay my tithes or what, today, sow a $25 offering. And I, and I know I sound churchy, but the meals that, the food that we purchase, one pallet is $250. And if, if we're not going to take it to try to keep the lights on. We're, we're, we're taking and put it in missions. I put some in missions today. Because that is going to directly go towards our food pantry. And as I said, God is so wonderful. Y'all go back in there in the kitchen. Y'all will see this big old new freezer that somebody purchased for us. And then yesterday, let me tell you how God works. Yesterday, the electrician came out. Now, y'all, if you paid for an electrician to come into your home to do some work, they would charge you astronomically. He ran the the electricity for the freezer so we would be in compliance with the the fire department. He put a new breaker in. He did everything. And y'all, I'm not ashamed to say it. He only charged us $75. 
$75. Yes. But I said, no, you're charging us $75. I gave them 150 because it was worth it. I'm just being, I believe in doing people right. He took time out on his Saturday. I think he was here for about three, three hours. You, you see the favor of God? Praise God, Dorothy. That's exactly right. So God is blessing, and I believe in blessing other people because when you sow, God will put people in your life that will sow back unto you. Seriously. So I'm thankful for it. And I know you're still getting your offerings together, and I'm going to, if you want to need to give via electronically, cash out, cash, cash out the money. Because we, we got work to do, y'all. Father, we praise and we thank you for the ability to be able to give. We thank you, Father, that we are digging deep on today. Because we understand, Father, the benefits and the, it, it takes, really, it takes finances to, to do what you've called for us to do. And so, God, we're digging deep on today and saying that, God, take these gifts, multiply them. And out of our obedience, God, you're be pleased with our obedience and be pleased with what we are giving on today. In Jesus name. Amen. We are currently and we do need all paid and unpaid staff to attend. We, I think we have maybe two more on Wednesdays at seven o'clock. We're doing our um, getting to know. And the last two weeks, we were only up there this past Wednesday for 30 minutes. So we're asking for everybody that can to be up there. Um, and this is, I know y'all talk about new partners classes. So this is kind of what it is. For those who are on staff with us, we need you there because we need you to know what we're about. Um, and so I look to see everybody on this Wednesday. And after this, we are going to... Um, be doing what you call a capital campaign and we'll we'll discuss that later after everything is over with okay father we praise you and we thank you thank you for today god we thank you for this service thank you god um for this mother's day we pray that you will allow us to be safe even in the midst of corona and covid don't let us let our guard down god but we ask that your protection would be over us for those who are traveling god protect us oh god in jesus name amen I, I, you ask Saint, ask Saint, honey. <laughs>